Okay, so our last uh, shir before Pesach, we've uh, had many, many shir of various Devei uh, Torah and Vatlach. So what we want to try to give over this morning is a little bit of the feeling, a little bit of the Hargasha, a little bit to, to appreciate the Kedusha, the sanctity of the night of the Seder, to try to feel a little bit of the Avas Hashem. And uh, we begin with a statement of... Uh, the Kedusha Slevi, Rebbe Yitzchak of Arditchev. It's very interesting. Uh, recently I was sitting in Yeshiva and somebody says, you want to hear a Gavaldiga Vilna Gain? And I said, yeah, why not? And he proceeded to tell me over this whole shtickle. I said, as far as I know, it's in the Kedusha Slevi. So Rebbe Yitzchak, I showed him. But if it's a Vilna Gain, that's also good. <laughs> so, um, but uh, quite amazing that uh, the same idea is expressed on uh, both sides of the spectrum. And that is... You know, the Gemara in Masech de Brachis tells us that uh, the Rebbe Shalom wears tefillin. God wears tefillin. It's amazing. The Gemara says, Actually, they bring rise with that Rabbi Natan. <laughs> Actually, but that's a different story. Um, the Gemara asks that uh, what's written in the tefillin of the Rebbe Shalom? And the Gemara says, in the tefillin of the Rebbe Shalom, it says, who is like the Jewish people, one nation in this world? So in our tefillin, we proclaim the unity of God. We say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekeinu, Hashem Echad. In the tefillin of the Yibar Shalom, it says what? Hashem says, You've made me one, one unique entity in this world, and I make you a unique entity in this world. You have this reciprocal relationship between Klal Yisrael and the Yibar Shalom, and it's amazing. If I were to ask you, which holiday are we about to celebrate? What would you say? Pesach. Chag Pesach. Pesach. Pesach is coming. And yet, nowhere in the entire Chumash is Pesach used as referring to the upcoming holiday. You know what? Erev Pesach. Yedalud is Chag Pesach. Tesvav is not called Chag Pesach. It's called Chag And yet, if you look in... The Mishnayis, and what we call the Yamtif, we call it Chag Pesach. So it's almost as if God is calling it, what, Chag and we are calling it Chag Pesach. Says Reb Levi Yitzchak you know what this is reminiscent of? This is reminiscent of how, in our Tefillin, we proclaim the unity of God. And in God's Tefillin, He proclaims our unity. Why? Ani We show our love to God. We show our commitment, our dedication, our connection to Ibn Sham. And likewise, you know, the Mashal explains, what does it mean God wears tefillin? What does it mean? Right? God has, is non-corporeal. He has no physicality. What does it mean God puts tefillin on? doesn't have an arm. He doesn't have a head. So says Marsha, the same way we cling and we connect to the Rebbe Shalom, we're mezdabek to the Rebbe Shalom, the Rebbe Shalom kiviyachal clings to us, he yearns for us, he connects to us. So while the Rebbe Shalom calls this yomtif in the Torah, Chag HaMatzos, why is it called Chag HaMatzos? What do the Matzos symbolize? That we were willing to follow God into a barren desert with no provisions, with no food, with no internet, with no cell phones. And we said, what are we going to do? How are we going to text anyone? And we had, we had full emunah and bitachah and that we'll be able to 
Hashem will take care of us. So God says, you know what this Yom Tov is to me? Chag Hamatzais. I remember your dedication to me, that you followed me into the desert. And what do we call the Yom Tov? We call it Chag HaPesach. We say, God, we remember what you did for us, that you jumped over our homes when you killed the Mitzrayim. So this concept, that Rebbe Hashem calls it Chag HaMatzais, and we call it Chag HaPesach. This is the idea of Ani L'doidi V'doidi Li. That we show our love to Rebbe Shalom and the Rebbe Shalom shows His love to us. Right? Like in the Rebbe Shalom's film it says, Mi Ka'amcha Yisrael Go'yechad Ba'aretz. And in our tefillin it says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Le'keinu Hashem Echad. So the night of Pesach we should feel a little bit. This Avas Hashem. That as much as we are obligated to love the Rebbe Shalom and cling to the Rebbe Shalom and show our dedication, Rebbe Shalom likewise Loves Klal Yisrael. Let's see these words inside a little bit. This is the Ketush Levi in Parshas Boi, V'hinei Yesh L'Hoven. Sh'anu Koyun Es Yom Tov HaMechuna B'Tayrol. The upcoming Yom Tov, what is it called in the Torah? Chag HaMatzos. What do we call it? Anu Koyun Es Pesach. Teheichan Ramzu Zeh B'Tayrol, Likra Yom Tov Zeh B'Shem Pesach. Where in the Torah is there any allusion to call the Yom Tov Pesach? Haloi B'chol HaTorah, Nikra Yom Tov Zeh B'Shem Chag HaMatzos. Says Rabbi Levi Yitzchak about Ditcha v'hinek siv, ani l'doidi v'doidi li. I am for my beloved, and my beloved is for me. Hainu, that means. Shanu mesaprim shvacha shal kadosh baruch hu. We declare the praise of God. Ba kadosh baruch hu mesaprim shvach Yisrael. God declares our praise. V'chainu shanu manichem tefillin. We put on tefillin uksiv bahen shvach shal kadosh baruch. In our tefillin it says the praise of God. God puts on tefillin, Shekasav Bahen, Shvach Yisrael. Says Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Abadishev, with this we could explain what it says in Tanad Ve'aliyo, that a, a person should accustom themselves to always speaking about the praise of Klai Yisrael. You know, sometimes we get into bad habits. We say, oh, those Jews, these Jews, you know, only a Jew. They're not really proper to speak badly about Jews. We should only speak complimentary about Klai Yisrael. You know why? Because if I were to ask you, what are the tefillin of God? Who are God's tefillin? We are. God glorifies in us. In His tefillin it says, who is like the Jewish people? We are God's tefillin. So the same way a person is never allowed to be Mesiach Das from tefillin, right? You always have to, when you're wearing tefillin, you have to focus on the tefillin. So too, one should always speak highly of another Jew because he has to realize... This Yid over here, he's God's pair of tefillin. You know, there's a story about Rabbi Yitzhak of Arditchev. He says, God, what's the halach of a pair of tefillin fall on the floor? You gotta run and pick it up. Rabbi Yitzhak of says, God, Rabbi your tefillin are the Klal Yisrael. They're rolling on the floor, they're in the dirt. Pick them up. Pick them up. So that's one of the ideas we should focus on the night of the Seder. How as much as we are obligated and we are, we are responsible to show our love to the Rebbe Hashem, Rebbe Hashem likewise reciprocates by showing His love to us. In the Torah it's called Chag HaMatzais. We call it Chag HaPesach. Okay. Very interesting statement of the Yushalmi. We know the Yushalmi tells us, it's the Yushalmi in the beginning of uh, Arve Psachim, and it's also quoted by Taisus in Masechta Psachim Daf Tzadik Tesam and Beis. Kol ha'oichel matzah be'erev Pesach. Anyone who eats matzah erev Pesach, ke'ilu bayel arusasai be'beis chamev. It's as if he had 
relations with his kala in his father-in-law's house before the wedding. In fact, the Rambam says it's such a severe prohibition to eat matzah on Erev Pesach that in Yadeinu Tkifa, if we had our own courts, we would give the guy makas mardis. Now, if I were to ask you, what's the reason you're not to have matzah Erev Pesach? Most people would say, because you have to eat the matzah b'teyavon. That's not the reason. Interesting, it's not the reason. Actually, it has nothing to do with that. That's the reason why that after the 10th hour on Erev Pesach, you're not allowed to eat matzah ashira. Now, matzah ashira is, is dough, is mixed with eggs and other additives. That matzah you cannot eat the night of the Seder. You're not even yotze, the, the, the mitzvah of matzah with matzah ashira. So the halach is after the 10th hour, you're not allowed to eat substantial food, let's say a matzah ashira, so that you don't lose your appetite for matzah the night of the Seder. But this halacha that you're not eating matzah or Pesach, it begins in the morning. And it has nothing to do with your appetite and to eat a b'teyavay. You know why you're not eating matzah or Pesach? Says the Rambam. The Rambam is found in Hechos Chometz Matzah, Paragvav, Halacha Yebez. Kedei sheyehei heker la'achilasa ba'erev. The reason you're not eating matzah or Pesach is so that when you eat the matzah, the night of the Seder, it's recognizable, you're doing it for the mitzvah, and you're not doing it because you're hungry. And the proof is that the whole day I didn't eat it. So it's very interesting. You can't eat matzah ashira after the 10th hour, not to destroy your appetite. But any matzah that you could be yotze, the mitzvah matzah with, the night of the Seder, you can't eat the whole day, nothing to do with destroying your appetite, it's because we want the matzah you to eat, the night of the Seder, to be recognizable, it's for the mitzvah. Okay? A few brief, brief halachas about this, and then we'll get back to the sheet. And that is, the big question is, if you can't eat matzah on Erev Pesach, are you allowed to eat matzah meal? What's matzah meal? If you don't have a, 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 a problem. Matzah meal. Ground up matzah. Yeah, matzah that was baked, ketikna. And then you crumble it up. Sometimes you, you'll need it. Right? But, um, but uh, you, the halacha is, the Ramah tells us, Matzah shenefa ketikna v'yachar kach nesparara v'nilusha b'yayin v'shemen asura la'achla b'erav Pesach. You cannot eat matzah meal erav Pesach. So you can't eat matzah We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. One may not eat matzah meal. Now I'm talking about plain matzah meal. Ground up matzah. You cannot eat erav Pesach. It's an isra It's a severe prohibition. What about cookies or cake that's made out of matzah meal? So the Pais can say one should not eat it out of Pesach. Shevet Alevi in Chelek Chesim in Kuf Yudzayin. Shem Zaman Orbach in his footnotes the Sefer Erev Pesach Shachal B'Shabbos. Rav Shmuel Felder from Lakewood in his Kuntra Shure Halacha. And for you Sfaradim out there, Rav Ben Sion Abba Shaol in the Arlet Sion, they all say one may not eat cookies or cake made out of matzah meal. Rabbi, so what about instead of baking the matzah meal, you cook the matzah meal? what we call knedlach, right? Knedlach are made out of matzah meal, they're cooked. So you'll be very happy to know that the Mishabura writes, Simen Tav Ayin Aleph Sivkat Anchaf, it's mutter to eat knedlach on Erev Pesach. Because when you cook it, it already takes on a, a, different, uh, a different entity, it becomes a different entity, and it was permitted before the 10th hour. After the 10th hour, you can't eat any substantial food. By the way, this year, the 10th hour is 5.58 p.m. So it's pretty late in the day. 5.58. Okay? 5.58 p.m. is the 10th hour.
Then it becomes a mitzvah that you have, you have to eat it. Now it's become correct. Tenth hour you have to eat it, but so. Don't eat any matzah or Pesach, don't eat matzah meal, don't eat cake or cookies, baked with matzah, knelech, you could eat before the 10th hour. What about eating a meal? Isn't that earlier? So a meal, then you have, uh, then you have every Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom, if you have certain halachos of when you could eat the meal, when That's you can. Separate the That's separate from this, yes. Okay. Now, Rabbi Sai, let's think about the analogy. Don't eat matzah, Arab Pesach, and if you do, what is it like? having intimate relations with your kala before the wedding. So that means eating matzah, one second, eating matzah is analogous to a very intimate form of connection to Yibana Shalom. A very intimate connection. In fact, in the Shashachuvah, Siach Yitzchak, he points out that uh, there is a paisek, we don't necessarily... uh, we don't, I don't think we hold, we do, we do not hold like this. There is an opinion that one cannot say Kabbalah Shabbos, L'chadaydi, without a minion. Why? Because since you're welcoming the Kala, it's like a chuppah, and for a chuppah you need a minion for Shabbat Brachos. So there's an opinion, this is the opinion of the Tshuvas Lekach we don't hold like that if you're so, but uh, there is such an opinion that you cannot say L'chadaydi without a minion. So, it's in the Shal Satshuva Siach Yitzchak. He wants to know, the night of Pesach, how many ma- brachos do you make before you eat the matzah? Two. Seven brachos. Bar Pri Agafen. Oh. Mekadesh Yisrava Hazmanim. Shechiyanu. Bar Pri Adama. Anatilas Yadayim. Hamoitzi. Alchilas Matzah. Says the Prima Gadim, this corresponds. Good point. This corresponds to. To. Shabbat Brachas. So, what's the halacha if you have Bia before Shabbat Brachas? We know that a person's wife is usher like a Nida, the Lai Brachas. So, what would the halacha be? The, the Sefer, Shasa Tshuva Siach Yitzchak, wants to know if somebody were to eat the matzah without the seven brachos, would it have a din of anida? The same way someone who eats matzah, Erev Pesach, is like right? So now, fine, it is Pesach. But if you haven't made the Shavar Brachos, by the way, you can look it up in the Prima Gadam. Prima Gadam considers the seven blessings made the night of the Seder like Shavar Brachos. Maybe also it's like uh, living with a Kala before, before Shavar Brachos is like an Isra Nida. But, uh, but aside from that, let's just take the analogy. That means that in the eyes of Chazal, in the eyes of the Yushami, in the eyes of Toysus, that that means this mitzvah is unlike any other mitzvah. When you put on tefillin, it's just an act of connecting to God. When you wear a talus, it's an act of connecting to God. But when you eat tfil, um, when you eat your matzah, that's analogous to the most intimate form of connection to God. Because what you're actually doing is, it is bab It is coming into you. It's analogous to, the Yushalmi says, ke'ilu arusasai. So you have to understand the night of Pesach, when we have, it's a tremendous time of Avas Hashem. We have the, uh, this opportunity, like we said, of forming a connection to Rabban Shalom that we don't have that opportunity the entire year. In fact, Echsam Seifer points out, and we once gave a whole shir on it, and that is, we only have one mitzvah in the whole Torah. 
that we could still perform today that we could eat. There's only one mitzvah da'iraisa that involves achila, and that is matzah. Okay, and we gave a hosha. What about achila erev, uh, erev Yom Kippur? It's da'iraisa. What about achila in the sukkah? What about achila on Shabbos? But we explained that. That really we only have one mitzvah da'iraisa today of achila. And that in the eyes of the Yishami is considered a very, very intimate connection that we have with the Rebbe Okay. Minog of not to eat matzah from Rosh Chodesh Nisan, is that analogous to not seeing your kala for a week before the chuppah? Oh, that's two weeks. Maybe. 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 I don't know. But the halacha does not, uh, does not say you can't eat matzah from Rosh Chodesh Nisan. It's not brought down in the halacha. Yeah. Okay. Rabbi said. You said you don't buy. We know the Haggadah begins, Magad begins with Ha Lachmanya. Right? Now Ha Lachmanya, right? Sounds Greek to me. It's not written in uh, English. It's not even written in Lashna Kodesh. It's written in Aramaic. Why is Ha Lachmanya? Written in Aramaic. But there, there are two gerses. It yeah. also says, Okay. It's Machlekes, Rav Yaakov Emden, whether it's Halach Ma'anya, Kehalach Ma'anya, Rav Yaakov Emden did not say Keha, Chsam Sefer did say Keha. Okay. But why is it written in Aramaic? So, very interesting. The Gemara tells us in Masech the Shabbos that one is only allowed to pray in Aramaic if they're davening at a minion. But if you're davening by yourself, can't pray in Aramaic. Let's say you're saying slichos at home. You don't say, you know, like we say in slichos. You don't say the kamporkan. You don't say tefillos in Aramaic when you're davening at home. Why not? Because malache hashares do not understand Aramaic. They don't know Aramaic. They don't like Aramaic. And therefore, and therefore, when you're davening at home without a minion, Who's going to send up your prayers? The angels. They don't understand Aramaic. You can't daven in Aramaic. But when you're davening with a minion, you don't need the malachim. Why? Because kol be'asara shechina sharia, the shechina is present, and God understands all languages, and therefore is permitted to pray in Aramaic when, when you have a minion. So the Gemara Masech the Shabbos tells us that when Rabbi Lazar was a mevaker choyla, he would sometimes give a bracha, rachmana yidkerinach l'shlam, God should remember you for good. So the question is, but what do you mean? He didn't come with a minion. How is he allowed to pray for the chayla in Aramaic? To which the Gemara says, Shechina mera'ashoysa l'mala mera'ashoysev shechayla. God's divine presence is above the head of the chayla. And since God is present, it is permitted to pray in Aramaic even without a minion because God's presence is at the head of the chayla. So you don't so, have to go through the malach. Ah, so you don't have to use the angel. Says the Chsam Soifer, says the Chsam Soifer, an amazing thing. The Zayar tells us that the night of the Seder, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gathers all of his Malachi Hashares, and they come down, and they're at your table. And Hashem says to the Malachim, look what a wonderful people I have, how they recount and recall my praise. Says the Chsam Soifer, since God himself is attending our Seder, so therefore, to signify that, to signify the caliber of our company, we open the Seder Halach Ma'anya Belashon Aramis to demonstrate that the Rebbe Nishlam himself is attending the Seder. Beautiful thought. So let's, so let's take a look at it inside. 
Look at number four, this is for the Haggadah, the Chsam Seifer. Says, Madua Oimrim Bakashazu Belashon Aramis. Why do we say Halach Ma'anya in Aramaic? Hadavar Yuvan, the Maimer Marnach Sam Seiferzal, Aldivri Agamar, this could be explained with what the Chsam Seifer told us. On the words of the Gemara in Shabbos, Yudbezim and Bez, Kashahoyer, Velazar, Mavakar, Sachoyla. When Velazar would, would visit the sick, Sometimes Rabbi Lazar would bless the sick person in Aramaic. He would say, Rachamana, Yid Karinach Lashlam, let God remember you for good. Vehikshu. Question is, Eich Asakain, Ba'aloi Kalam Avakish, Srachav Lashan Aramis, Emalachi Ashras Niskakinloi. The angels are not listening to Aramaic. And the Gemara answers, Shani Chola, Shahashchina Lamarashaisav. Ah. Look in the last paragraph, says the Chsam Seifer. and since Meyachav Yomru Bezar HaKadosh. Since the Zayar HaKadosh tells us, Sha'akadosh Baruch Hu Mkop HaMal Yishamayla Mesa'asun Ubanu Makshivim Lusipa Yitzis Mitzar Mipinu. Since the Zayar tells us that Hashem, with all of His hosts, with His heavenly hosts of angels, they gather and they come and they listen to Yitzis Mitzrayim. So therefore, Yechaylim Anu Levakesh Belashon Aramis. That's why we could pray in Aramaic. Hashat Ahacha. L'shana haba ba'arad Yisrael. But if Hashem is with us at the Seder, why don't we do Lashon HaKodesh? Yeah. We don't need the angels to... Exactly. So the angels understand the Hebrew. The angels understand Hebrew. God is the only one who understands Aramaic. To, okay. to signify the fact that God Himself is at the table. And we don't need the Malachim. We are better in Lashon HaKodesh? I mean, that's the no, Lashon not if God is present. Uh, that's what we say. When we have a minion, we don't need Lashon HaKodesh. Because so God Himself is present. So in order to stir our hearts and our minds that Rebbe Shalom Himself is at the Seder, we specifically daven in a way that only Hashem understands. To, to show, to teach, to feel that God Himself is uh, at the Seder. If we, have, if we have minion at Seder, then we should actually say this. Well, a lot more we should say in Hebrew. Yeah, yeah, but but you, we have, it's not do you have a minion at your Seder? We have a minion at the Seder. It is a prayer. It ends off with the prayer. Yeah, but that's why we translated the Gemur in English. To because Aramaic, they don't understand. They understand English. English, they understand? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rabbi Sai, let's just conclude. Let's conclude. Malachim don't understand Aramaic. They didn't do the Rosetta Stone. Malachim, the Gemara says, don't understand Aramaic. Okay, Rabbi Sai, we're going to conclude with the uh, a passage from the Haggadah Shopesach of the Mayadim Uzmanim of Moshe Sternbach, who he actually quotes uh, this Zayar Hakadosh. Very important for everybody to be aware of it. And number five. He says, as we begin Magid, Achshav Oimdim. Achshav Oimdim, Lakayim Mitzvah Sipro Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Now, we're about to stand to fulfill the Mitzvah of Sipro Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Veroi Lucholecha Leida. It is fitting for everyone to know. Maimar Hazayar, the statement of the Zara Kaddish and Parshas Bay. Shemalhiv Levavais, that inflames our heart. Al nachas hashchina b'shazu on the great, on the great nachas, on the great happiness, on the great delight that we give her Hashem at this time. Kishay Yisrael semechin and mesapim neflaisa when Klal rejoices to recount the miracles of Hashem. The kuchabrichu kare lepamal Yisrael. God gathers together gather his heavenly host. 
lavai ulishmaya hashvachim to come and hear the praise of Mesaprim Yisrael Alfalayla. Umizayilmar Kalachar. And from this, everyone should learn to speak at length about Hashem's wonders. We are so fortunate to be considered the children of the Rabbani Shalom. Now, Rabbi Isai, he quotes for us the statement of the Zayar and then he translates it. Let's read the translation of Zayar Kadash on the next page. It says like this The next Mitzvah is. To recount the praise of the Rubanisham who took us out of Mitzrayim, which is always incumbent upon us. Someone who tells over the story with joy, he is destined to rejoice with Rebbeinu himself in the world to come. Hashem rejoices in that in that passage. At that time, Hashem gathers together his whole clan. He says to the Malachim, Listen. To the praise that they're saying, Shemisaprim Banai Usmechem Gulasi. Says the Zayar as Meskabtin Kulam. Or the Malachim gather together they come and join together with Klaisa. The Shaimin Sipur Hashvach. And they hear the praise Shesmechim Besimchas Hagula Meadina. And they come and they rejoice and they thank Hashem for all these miracles. And they acknowledge Alam Kadoi Shayeshlay Ba'aratz and Hashem's holy people that he has in in this world. Shasmechem the Simchasagula Shadinam. But as Nitaisiflay Kayakhulamala. And then Kiviyachal there's a concept. We empower the Ribanishlam. We give strength to Ribanishlam. Tinuizay like him, the Yisrael Basipra Noisam Kayakla Dinam. Kimelech Shinoisaflay Kayakhura the ace Shemeshabchem Vurasa Maidamlay. The Akoyureyam Alafanov. Oh, so it's an amazing thing that the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is a tremendous source of bracha for a person. That um, the Svarim tell us that the reason why Yitzchak specifically wanted to give Yitzchak the brachos, Yitzchak wanted to give Esav the brachos the night of Pesach, is because at this time of the year, all the gateways to heaven are open, and it's a tremendous opportunity for a person to gain bracham and ashamayim. And that's one of the reasons why we bench tal on Pesach, because it's a time of the year that the Rebbe Hashem was waiting to shower upon us. Tremendous toiva, tremendous bracha. That's why the Shalai Kodesh tells us that the night of Pesach, look at number six, Kedushas Halayla Hazu, the sanctity of the night of Pesach. And all the laws that we practice on it, he kedusha rabba It's a very sanctified night. It's the night kiyaz balkar banu Hashem isprach mikol amim. Al kain roi laadam lizar. A person should be careful shalol edaber belayla zu shum sichas chulin, not to engage in idle chatter, idle conversation. A person thinks, oh, it's yamtif. You know, I haven't seen the family in a long time. It's a time to catch up. You know, that's for Pesach day. 
that's for the rest of the Yom Tif. But the night of the Seder has such awesome sanctity, has such awesome Kedusha. The Nitziv writes that the reason why we wear a Kittal is because when they used to eat Kachim, they used to wear special Begadim to, to demonstrate that what they're eating is Mishulchan Gavaya from the table of the Rebbein So the night of Pesach, one of the reasons the Nitziv brings down why we wear a Kittal is to show we are actually eating at the table of God Himself. One should not deviate and be distracted from clinging to the Rebbein And by the way, another reason he says you shouldn't speak Sichas uh, Chulun is because you don't make a bracha on the Mara. When do you make the bracha on the Mara? The Karpas, you make Hadama. So if you're going to speak Sichas Chulun, then how is the Hadama going to go on the Mara? But in any event, we're trying to convey a little bit to try to get a feel for the sanctity of the night of Pesach the Ava of the night of Pesach, the opportunities that we have that, um, that only come up once a year. We mentioned that it's a night that a person has the opportunity to, to perform so many mitzvahs, 12 mitzvahs, 64 mitzvahs, 165 mitzvahs. It's a time of Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li, where the Rebbein Shalom himself is sitting at our table, as demonstrated by the reason we start Halach Ma'anya, Balashan Aramis, because the Rebbein Shalom himself is sitting at our table, and we should all be Zaycheh, this year to attain tremendous Yeshua, Yisvenachamah, Yisbracha v'Hatzlacha, Shvizoycha, to Eliyoh, Anavish, Vimavasar, Gula Shlema, Vyaska, Al Tzadik, Mher, Vyameinu, Amen. Amen.